0: Well, it's great to be here uh, this morning just with my friend, Ed Mears. If you've been coming, if this is your first time here, like we said, very welcome. But if you've been coming the last few weeks, you will know that we've been doing a series on the the kingdom of God and the reality of God's reign coming on earth. And in the last few weeks, particularly, I swam around earlier, Andy has been speaking and talking about Jesus came to kind of proclaim and demonstrate the reality of the kingdom of God and then if you read a book called Acts in the Bible you see that his followers go around kind of proclaiming and demonstrating this theme the kingdom of God and so it's a joy to have it with us because soon as you can talk about these things and they're kind of like conceptual stories that are in the Bible but there's nothing like hearing stories like that God is still doing that to kind of expand our hearts and our minds so that's the desire so Edmonds, I know you really well, but for these guys, you know, who are you? Just tell us very briefly about yourself. Yes, thank you. And it's a great honor
1: and a joy to share with you about what God is doing in our ministry here. I would like to say also thank you, Paul and Katie, for hosting me and having me here to have a break and also share some experiences, praise to the Lord. As he said, my name is Ermias, most people called me Ermi. Uh, So I have uh, one daughter and one wife, praise (laughs) God. (laughs) So I'm uh, living in Ethiopia and uh, of course we, we are doing the work of the kingdom and we have seen. A lot of uh, experiences. Uh, yeah, that is who am I am.
0: Why don't you, because we've heard a lot of theory over the last few weeks, why don't you tell us some stories? You know, we talk about Jesus kind of going out and sending people out to you by two. What's that look like in your situation? Uh,
1: yeah, uh, we have been doing this for the last 10 years. Uh, I mean, discipleship, the discipleship uh, kind of movement. Uh, But before I just tell you about what we are doing, I just want to tell you that I'm not an expert. I'm not some professional in the area and uh, explain things. No, it's not like that. I'm just a regular person, even I've never been in seminary. Uh, Everything I learn, I just learn from Jesus and the Bible and uh, even I didn't get a lot of uh, uh, trainings that are going all over the world. Uh, So I don't like to say even this, we did this and that, I just want to tell you what I saw God is doing. And just I'm witnessing, uh, so uh, it is good just you see. Uh, You know, um, generally, when I say this also, it's not easy. It needs some commitment and some decisions, some sacrifice. So, uh, I was, as I've told you, I'm just working professional work. I was working for the government, uh, but God called me from that. And when God called me, uh, I grown up with the Muslims, but I was a strong believer, even church leader. The classical and I never told to any Muslim friend or co-worker because I never believed that the Muslims can come to the Lord so uh, when God called me I was praying to just do what I've been doing in a larger scale but God clearly told me that is not uh, that one He didn't call me to do the same thing, but to reach out to Muslims. So, uh, I prayed. I prayed like not normal, because I don't know anything. So I prayed for six months. And God clearly told me what to do. And it showed me uh, the rest of my life, how I'm going to go. Uh, to, to, to work on that, even though I do all those things, it was very difficult to get how to talk to them. so the first two years I've been just going from one person to another, telling about Jesus, but nobody come. nobody really came. but one day, I was training the university students sent out to the nearby areas and they they come back and they told me that 43 people come to the lord that night i didn't sleep i said oh it's working it is working lord it's working because i was about to stop what i'm doing uh, so after two years we started a training the training is just like jesus did Jesus went to the mountain. He prayed the whole night. He came back and recruit people that he's working with, and he trained them and sent them. So we said, "Okay, let us do what he was doing." Of course, we had uh, me and my. uh, There was a friend who was really good on those kind of things, so he organized those materials, and we started it. And then when we started the training. It was not easy because Ethiopian churches are not missional. We have been working with the church. They are not working, they are not missional, and they don't have outreach. They just want to sit and learn and worship and enjoy the Holy Spirit. That's all they, they do. So, unless we change that one, as you know, the work of the Lord is not something that uh, you work alone. So we have to get some people. So we go to the church in vision, and they give us some people. And the, the, for the first time, we gathered 50 people. Of course, there are a lot of trainings that we started and fail, but the one which was a good one was we gathered 50 people. We train them in the morning, and in the afternoon they go out and preach the gospel. So when they come, the first challenge was, you know, they don't want to go out. 99% are Muslim, outside. They are not easy. And they were scared, of course, I, I myself was scared. It's, it's not easy, but we have to do it. So I tell in the morning, look, this is what we're going to do the coming 15 days. We train in the morning and we'll go out and preach and say, no, we don't like to do that. What do you want to do? No, first we have to graduate. You have to teach us all things and then we'll go out. And I say, no, if you don't do it the first day, I'm not going to train you the second day. So we argue a lot. <laughs> and they say they refuse it, but if you refuse, you have to go, the door is open, I said, You know, in our culture, fear is shame. Especially man shouldn't, should, not, should not say those things. I know they are not going back because of the shame. So they said, okay, we'll go out and die for you. I said, no, don't die for me. If you die, die for him. He's the one who deserves that. So anyway, they went out with like, not willingly, but uh, situation forces them. So uh, this is what happened. To, you know when they go out they go to find the person of peace I normally train what a person of peace look like so this is a person of peace that you are looking one two three as Jesus said and they went out you know two, two, they went two by two they went two by two and then uh, two of them they found an old lady and they start to preach to her and she listened to them very carefully. And finally, she said, okay, is it really right what you are saying is true? They said, yes, Jesus can heal. Jesus can raise a date. Jesus can cast out the demons. Even it's working now. Really? Yes. Okay, let's go home. They say, why? They say, I have a son at home. Uh, yeah, he's... Uh, not like boldly but they say okay let's go they went but what they they were expecting was different when they got home there was a big guy her son chained to the wall because he's crazy and he was uh you know hurting people (laughs) they were shocked even they didn't have that kind of experience in their life so okay they say because it's a muslim area if, they, if somebody saw them that they are praying in the Muslim house with the old lady, they could have been beaten and chased. So they said, okay, let's pray, but let's open our eyes and pray. And you be closer, I will, I will just watch the door. If somebody come, we will run. <laughs> and then they do it. So they prayed. At the end of the prayer, they prayed only for three to five minutes. The guy said, Amen. And then they, they were not surprised. Okay, they said to the mom, okay, mom, when you are leaving, release him and give him some food and give him a shower. And they left. Normally, in the evening, we had debriefing. Everybody has to tell what happened during the outreach. They didn't say anything, because it's not something that they're proud of, what they have done. I mean, they were afraid, they were ready to run, and then the story of the woman, the old lady, you know? They didn't just meet somebody who is, you know, uh, they choose her because she's not; she, she's a person of peace, because they are not, they are sure she cannot beat them up. <laughs> That's why they preach to her. And finally, the next day, they were running to the house to see what happened. The next day when they went, the guy clean and also well-dressed and sitting by the door. You know, they didn't go to the house. They returned back with shouting, with no fear. They were a kind of saying, Jesus heals even today. And Jesus is the Lord. And all the way they were shouting and singing. They come back and their face was different. And then they come back. In the evening, they shared what happened to the 50 plus disciples that were there. That changed everything. It is not only them. All the trainees changed their, their, their view the way they they believed, it it was encouraging. They went out, in two weeks, we baptized 23 people for the first time in 100 Muslim area. Of course, there were some of the disciples who were beaten up, but that was okay. Uh, For all of them, they were very happy. Uh, They they were even saying, we're glad you are forcing us to go out in in that way. Now we know why that happened. But I even don't know what, ha- what is going to happen, to be honest. So, uh, you know, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> the surprise, that's not the only surprising thing. You know, whenever Holy Spirit is working, it's different. In the course of 23 people, one of the persons who, who came to the Lord was a mute person. They brought a mute person. I don't know how they explained. And we prayed for him. He, he didn't heal. He was not healed but he 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 just got the lord he would baptize it he went after three days he brought three people three of his friends he brought and uh, then he said baptize them teach them you know we don't know how he explained jesus he was a muslim and his friends were very strong young muslims So we taught them, and we baptized them. So we learned a lot of things in this process, even our first training. First of all, the disciples that went, they were in fear. They were not bold enough. They didn't even have a faith. How, How that person was healed, it is a surprise. You know who believed? It was the mother. The three-minute preaching make her believe that Jesus heals, and she believes. She took her. She, they, she took those disciples with her home, and they prayed. Even she was the one who really believed that Jesus is healing. So Jesus can work with the person who is the three-minute Christian. It is not being, you know, like. Knowing and uh, all, all believing, all sort of things that we are thinking, and the people I'm telling you, they are simple farmers. So, uh, yeah, this is
0: the thing that break our eyes. And, um, no, thank you, Artemis, and um, yeah, no, it's really encouraging, very also kind of um, challenging. So you kind of talk in particular some healing and um, and kind of deliverance. Have you seen any you kind know, of people raised from the dead? Because, you know, it's kind of all there in the scripture.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know, it is all things. when you, uh, by the way, in this process, are the, the thing I told you is the first thing, but God gave us a lot of processes, a lot of experiences, a lot of experiences. Uh, the first five years, we were doing the thing that I told you now. In five years, in those very strong Muslim area, 500 people came to the Lord. But that was small. Uh, all these things came like with the people who some of them do not read and write. Just farmers, but believe and love Jesus. Praise God. Uh, in our training, I told you, we just teach them the commandment of Jesus. Jesus sent two by two. So let's go two by two. Just simple principle. No complicated training and teaching. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, find the person of peace, preach the gospel. And then uh, just heal the sick, cast out demons, raise a date. Each topic, we teach and we send them so that they can go out and apply. So one day, uh, it happened different times, but the one that I even saw was, uh, it was in 2018. And we were doing in a small town, it's a village town, the training. So, I think half, halfway of our training, that day was a training about raising the dead. And we studied how Jesus did it, and why he did it, and how he did it, all these things. And then, in the afternoon, as usual, they went out. And almost... All of um, half of them, they went to hospital. They went to hospital to pray the sick for the sick and also to see what's happening there. When they got there, uh, there was a mother crying loud, rolling or or crawling over the veranda of the hospital. Some of them approached her and asked her what happened. What's what's wrong with you? And she said, showing the room, my son just died. They told them. And then they went directly to that room. When they, 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 they entered, the nurse was preparing the boy, the dead body, to take it to another room. So they asked her, would you mind, please, if we pray for him? She said, yes. You can pray. And they prayed not more than one minute and the boy came come back to life. <laughs> and then the boy come back and then they, they, everybody shouted and they preached and they gave uh, the boy to her. Uh, but you know, even live alone, raising the dead, seeing their face could have been enough. When they come back, they, they, I feel like their faces were changed. It was really brighter and shining like light. I tell you, the whole night they didn't sleep. The whole night, the whole night they were singing and jumping and we saw the Lord, you know, they were singing like that. And that encouragement, really brought a lot of people. By the way, it's not the, for the person who raised and even not for the person who, uh, who saw it, even for the people who are praying. It's a great energy, like power. It's a real power that nobody can stop it. <laughs> I'm sorry, if it doesn't stop me, I can't stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, Thank you, uh, Hermes. And um, I mean, there's loads more stories like that and um, a bit late, um, later on. Um, I at mean, Amir's, we will be sharing some more stories like that upstairs um, like 12.30 in the blue room, because a number of people have asked me and um, feel free to come along, um, even if you don't have some food, you can probably grab some food up the up the road and just hear some stories like that, or even like I know a number of you are, are on my newsletter get my kind of mail out, and most of the stories actually I actually send out are, I just borrow them from him it's got to be some privileges so of having to keep an eye on him <laughs> And um, so there's just, yeah, just lots of great stories, and it's great to hear these stories. Like you say, it kind of expanded the faith of those that you were sending out, and that's partly why we're hearing these stories, because it begins to expand our hearts, because God is the same. You know, Ethiopia might be different to England, but it's the, still the same God. But um, just kind of briefly, because sometimes you hear all these stories, and it's great. I know you mentioned a little bit about kind of persecution. There is a cost sometimes, particularly more recently in some of the areas that you were beginning to work in. Maybe just share a story, um, briefly a story about that there is a cost. There are though, the great stories, but there is a cost. Yeah, uh, there is always persecution,
1: burning house, that's okay. You know, maybe uh, fire, being fired from the house, that's okay. You know, you, we can live without house. Uh, in the field, there are a lot of things. Uh, but uh, the one we, we had in 2022 uh, was different. I mean, be, being beaten, you know, that's okay. You know, people are very happy. I mean, the, the disciples are very happy to be, to be persecuted. Uh, I mean, they are not afraid of that. One of the things that we are, we are teaching is uh, just persecution is one of the things. One of the commandments of Jesus. Jesus said, I'm going to send you like a sheep among the wolves. So expect that to come if you are living a real life. So in 2022, we are going to the new areas. That speaks to us to expand. So uh, we went to uh, a little bit the area where I don't really know very well. Almost some of them, some of us are very strange to that area. We don't know how people act. Uh, But we heard that there is a persecution. Even some of uh, the church leaders even advise us not to do it in a way we are doing in another place. But we said this is what we're doing. We cannot stop doing it because there is persecution. Uh, So we always do some crazy things. Uh, We start the training. When we start the training, uh, what we we do sometimes, almost, uh, I have leaders. There is my team. Uh, and also there are movement, just uh, house church leaders and some coordinators. Uh, Whenever we teach, whenever I train, we really like to see giftings. There are some who are gifted evangelists, evangelists. So we train them more and they lead the outreach. So these outreach leaders, There are some areas like Zawai where there are a lot of fruitful leaders like that, movement leaders. So whenever we go to the new area, we take them alongside so that they can teach in the outreach, demonstrate things. So we took them. But one day, we uh, trained for five days. They were going out. They had a lot of challenges. But it was Saturday. This happened. You know, on, on Friday, there is a mosque. The, tower, the village was very small that we were giving a training. The mosque knew because, you know, like there is a casting out the demons. The, always the, the village is sh- being shaken when, when our uh, train is getting to that. So all the mosques heard about that. So the mosque make an argument. The agreement were, if these strangers who are going two by two and uh, uh, declaring this al uh, Isa, so they agree to kill them. So kill them. Because they are coming to us, so we have to kill them. They agree on this. So it was Saturday afternoon. Uh, three of my, my, my team that I brought from another area, They went out leading others who are local over there. So, about 60 people wait for them outside, you know, like almost at the edge of the the town, go to the village. So, they start to chase them, especially one of them, he was almost killed, stoned. And like, it's not only a stone, everybody was beating. They were like more than 50 people. All of them were fell on the ground and they were beating them up. Almost they were killing. But no one of them were fighting back to the people they were persecuting. Uh, you know, the, the, how, how hard it is, after that, anyway, they, they, they just help each other and raise, they start to run. When they run, even, especially one of them, you know how
0: throwing? Yeah, first.
1: Yeah, a, they were throwing yeah, everything against them. Especially to one of them, they were tra- throwing uh, a knife. Three times, he was missed with the knife. The knife was going, one dropped, you know, between his finger, toes, yeah, between the toes and one of the knife passed, cutting the button here. And when they come back anyway, none of them was like broken leg or broken hand, but the bruises all over, they were coming laughing. And they, they one of them said to me, you know what? We're beaten like a dog for Jesus. That is what I saw in their face. But for me, how I acted, I was sweating. Because one of them was running and coming to me. I was going and then he was telling, they are killing them. They are killing them. What's killing them? Bunch of people are gathered and they are beating and they are killing them. Please. I couldn't run. I couldn't even, like, my, my leg was not working at that time. It was very hard. And... Uh, that afternoon, that evening, we baptized five Muslims. One
0: was a strong sheikh, the mosque leader. So that's from that village. So the same village that just tried to kill them. Five people yeah. responded. In one year, there are 400, more than 400 people out there now. So the same place where initially they went. Yeah. yeah. So just to kind of conclude, because as a man who looks at the clock. Yeah. Um, yeah it's good to hear these stories they expand our hearts they expand our, our minds but we, we were just talking a little bit um, before you kind of highlighted maybe two key themes that like doesn't matter kind of location that are um, yeah maybe crucial in seeing the reality of the kingdom of God come on earth so why don't you just say, you know explain those two themes yeah uh, thank you
1: uh, I told you I'm not an expert. I cannot explain things in a way maybe the Western explains. But for me, three things in my life. Okay, maybe three things. Maybe three things. The first one <laughs> is. Sure you know, I mean, you know, I'm not asking or I'm not saying things that I didn't do. And I'm not asking. You know, when I train my, I say to them, look. Do what I'm doing. I'm not asking you to do what I'm not doing. it. So, the first thing is, what is the thing that you love most? You know, Jesus left everything. I did that. So, if you really want the kingdom to work in your life or in your church anywhere else, God wants your commitment. He wants... The sacrifice. I sacrificed everything I've worked throughout my life, like uh, from the beginning until I quit. That's the first thing. Second thing, I told you, I learned all these things from the Lord. How I prayed, even for the first time, I prayed for six months. So we need to hear from the Lord. Prayer is very crucial. not a prayer of five minutes or five seconds. Prayer, just like serious prayer. I'm not expert, I told you. Just that is how I, I, uh, I, I did and how I advise my trainees to do. The, ser- the second one is also, again, tra- I mean, um, prayer. That is a personal prayer I told you. But the third one is team prayer prayer team. You know, in our training, I told you we have everyday outreach. My wife have uh, a prayer uh, ministry. When we are doing two weeks training, 24-7 in the separate room, they pray for power, for wisdom, for the presence of the Lord. If someone in the training is afraid, or sick we are not going to send them to hospital we send them to the prayer room they will pray get free from everything and then they will come back and they become fruitful so maybe three for, for me two for paul
0: that's uh, you actually gave a different free, which i'll finish on so just gonna summarize you know it's great to hear these stories you want to hear more stories do so it expands our hearts and the minds of what god is able to is way better I was gonna say gooder, that's not a good English word, is it? I'm looking at my wife than we think is. I invent my own words. And um but I think even though maybe the locations are different, there's choice choices. You know, you talk about sacrifice and commitment. There's prayer is interesting, even this morning it was just gonna kind of God was stirring our hearts in prayer and and crying out and we might press into a little bit more and we're past the clock. And I think the other one you mentioned, Admiral, which I actually forgot, it, uh, was just, uh, just the Holy Spirit. Location might be different, people group might be different, but we need uh, the Holy Spirit. And so that feels like a, a good moment, <laughs> doing a quick transition. Why don't we just stand um, and. Um, I'm just going to invite the Holy Spirit to come. It says in John, apart from you, we can do nothing. You know, we've heard crazy stories here, and you can hear more crazy stories. In some ways, we call them crazy stories. In some ways, they should be the most natural stories in the world. But it doesn't matter what it is. Apart from God, we can't do it. Headache, raise the dead. Apart from God, we can't do it. We need the Holy Spirit. So I'm just going to invite the Holy Spirit afresh just to come. So I'd encourage you, maybe just put out your hands. This might be new to you. It might not be. You might have been following Jesus for years, or you might just be a visitor, but God is here. So we just say, come Holy Spirit. We just need more of you here, Holy Spirit. And we're going to wait.